Thank you for listening to this previously recorded episode of GalaxyCon Live. We'd also like to invite you to check out our other shows, Rock Around the Ring, featuring music and wrestling guests, and GalaxyCon Talks Comics, all of which are available now on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere else fine podcasts are available. Hi, thank you for joining us on GalaxyCon Live. Uh, Mike, and I've got Kid Cadet with me, and we've got Walter Jones. Hey, the, what up? The real Black Power Ranger. And uh, we are waiting... The OG, and we're waiting on uh, Austin St. John, who should be with us shortly. I think he just had to go fight Rita Repulsa or something real quick. Yeah. I think he got a call from Zordon. Yeah, call from Zordon. He's hanging out with Alpha Five. Something's going on. Yeah, so, Walter, thank you for uh, yeah. for joining us. Glad um, to be here. Glad to be here. This whole thing is we kind of talk about our fan experiences and about you know doing these shows and and you guys. Or have this weird thing where you've been, you know, be way before these conventions. You guys were doing fan appearances when the oh, show yeah, started. We, doing, we used to do uh, auto shows. We did auto shows. We did uh, crowd appearances at Universal Studios, which was amazing. That was crazy. You guys, I remember in like the in the early nineties, you guys used to just show up at a place like malls and stuff, <laughs> and it would just be crowds, thousands of people. Just crazy. Yeah, people would wait. People would wait in line for four hours to get to come up and see us. And what was crazy was you guys as kids, you come up there with your parents and you wait for four hours in line and you finally get a thing. You'd be so shy that you wouldn't say anything. You'd sit there and look like this. Uh-huh. I can imagine. And your mother would be like, say something. We've waited four hours. Say something. Your mother would go crazy. It was crazy. They were- it was a lot of like little, like, you know, eight, 10, 12 kind of year old kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Awesome. And then they all grew up with you. And now, and we noticed, and when you, you guys started doing shows with us, I think the first show you did with me was, I think, 2015 in Miami. Yeah. And what we started noticing, it might have been 2014, started noticing that all these kids just that had grown up. And now, I guess it was 90. It was 93 and then 2014. It's like 20 years later, they were all 30 something years old. And you were like, Yeah. The, and, child and so now you guys have kids, which is crazy. And now we're meeting your kids. That's three generations. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Love it, though. It's uh, what an amazing thing. And I can't think much that compares to it. I mean, really. I mean, you got Star Trek, Star Wars, obviously, but Power Rangers being around for 28 years. It's pretty incredible, especially considering the fact that we still have current comic book series and action figures and pops and like all that is still happening right now. Right. And the new fans that are coming in, they can go back on streaming and all that and watch the original stuff. It's on Netflix. All the way back to the OG. It's OG. It's like Star Trek. It's like Doctor Who, where you can kind of go back and see the original cast. And so you get a whole new. So I see it at the shows where you guys have eight-year-old eight year old kids, 10-year-old kids showing up, and they're like, they get excited. Although you look a little bit older than you did. You got a little bit more facial hair now. A little bit. You know, I think I've saved a little bit. You know, I let it grow out right now. Right now, everybody's quarantined at home, so I've not been to my barber in a couple of weeks, and, you know. Yeah, that's... That's that's been the uh, my my wife posted a meme of a Pepe from the Muppets with his oh, right? hair, and she's like, you know, did everyone <laughs> did everyone you know did anybody uh, get a haircut before this thing started? If I don't put this thing down, it's crazy. It's like in the morning, <laughs> like, 
I got the crazy <laughs> truck going. Yeah, well, that happens. Hey, what's up? Let's see. I see. Uh, got a message. Hello, Walter from Australia. Hey, good night, mate. How are you? You all right? There, there's people in the chat from all over the world. We have people in here from Mexico, everywhere. Thank you, guys. But since now we're on quarantine and, and the original Power Rangers is on Netflix, Walter, have you gone back to restart the series? Uh, no, hardly ever. I mean, the thing is, is it's been so long. I, I never actually watched all the episodes. I tried to watch them, but we had them recorded on VHS. And who knew if somebody recorded over your episode because they were catching the NBA game or whatever. So I didn't get to see all the episodes. I'm sure I could watch them now, but... You know, I, I see a lot of remixes done by the fans on YouTube and so forth, and people send me stuff, and that's cool. I I think my favorite part about it is the martial arts. I, I think, Heather, when, when uh, I look back and I watch videos of stuff from me, you know, 25 years ago, I cringe. You know, really? these guys have hundreds of hours of their lives on camera. Like, I'm talking like I got maybe an hour or so of footage. These guys have hundreds of hours of just them growing up. You know, yeah, it's crazy. But the kicking ass stuff, the martial arts stuff is awesome. That was a lot of fun. That was the funnest part for me because uh, I got to, you know, just continue to create and do things I wouldn't think that I would do, you know? So it was awesome. So, what was your background with the martial arts getting into it? I have a black belt in Hapkido, a brown belt in Ishinru. And when I was on the show, I was studying with all the different stuntmen. So, I was learning all different kinds of forms, everything from Thai boxing to Kapameda to. Uh, Kung Fu, like I learned a lot of different things from a lot of different people. So I, I got a lot of training that wasn't towards a belt or a degree, but uh, I got a lot of stuff that, that worked out. So it was cool. Christopher wants to know, what was your funniest scene in the Power Rangers? You know, I thought one of the funny scenes that I did was when I took Angela to the movie theater, I got called by Zordon to go out and handle the mission. And I came back and I mean, just as we began cuddled up, you know, like, it was right the perfect moment. I've been trying to get this girl forever. I finally come back from my mission and she's mad at me. She dumps popcorn on my head. And I just kind of like, was like, oh, well. And I just ate the popcorn and finished watching the movie. I thought that was a very funny moment, you know. It's the classic the Spider-Man. The classic Spider-Man, yeah. Peter Parker thing where you got to go exactly. save the world. And the girl doesn't know. Yeah. It's terrible. John Angel Bond says that your series got him into martial arts and gave him courage to stand up against the bullies. That. So that is awesome. You know, I think we, we uh, the show did that for a lot of people. I mean, because it, it made people very interested in martial arts. I mean, there's a lot of nerdy people walking around that will kick your butt. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> you know, a lot of people that that would have get that would get bullied. You don't want to just mess with everybody because there's a lot. I mean, I met some guys that are not the strongest, you know, looking people. And, you know, maybe they, they they were very technical or whatever, but they own three karate schools and you don't want to mess with them. I think, I think the Power Rangers did for martial arts a bit of what the Karate Kid did for karate in the 80s where there was this renaissance of all these martial arts yeah. schools and these kids getting into it. I agree. And, so yeah. you, and you, it, also, it also developed tricking and, and it influenced even more breakdancing and, and, and hip-hop and, like, crunk dancing. And sure. Because my, my form of hip-hop keto, my form of martial arts was called hip-hop keto. And so putting everything together, doing martial arts and dancing and doing flips, I think it encouraged a lot of people to explore that more, you know. So even parkour is, like, kind of like some of the stuff we did. 
And clearly you're still in great shape, so you're still doing something. Hey, I'm not bad. I'm, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> uh, you're looking good. So somebody wanted to know what it was like working in the ADR booth with Michael Sorek. You know what? I, I can't say that I remember. This is why. Because we would shoot all day, every day, and then we'd come in for ADR on Saturdays. So on Saturday, they would have my scheduled time. I might come in and I might do my thing for 15, 20 minutes and then walk away. And somebody could be walking in, but I didn't often stay in the booth with someone else. So if we worked together, we might have worked together, but not at the same time. For minutes. You know what I mean? For minutes. Yeah. And we have somebody here from Greece saying hi. Hey, hey what's up, Greece? Hope you guys so, are good. Opa. How'd you get back into the like conventions? So when did you start doing these types of Comic Cons? Well, I was, uh, I got a call from a friend and was like, hey, we're doing this, we're doing a Comic Con. Do you want to go? It was in LA. And I was like, yeah, all right, cool. And I came in and I started doing, a, I did it. And I did another one. And then I got manager. And from there on, I've just been doing them ever since, which is amazing. It's funny because I, I started doing auto shows back at the Pika Power Rangers. And that's when it was really crazy doing appearances at malls. We did appearances at uh, amusement parks. I even did a football game. So, like, but that was different because I wasn't signing autographs at a table. But now the what pop culture has turned into, the fact that there's Comic-Cons everywhere is, is pretty amazing, especially since we are fans of 40 countries. And it's, I think the most amazing thing is to go and say hello to people and meet them in person to people that would never, ever think they would meet us at all. You know, like, if you are in, if you're in, I just came back from from Mexico, Mexico City, and I bet people in Mexico City never thought they'd actually meet me. But then for me to show up and to be able to interact with them, it was pretty amazing. Well, it, it, it is it is pretty amazing that you know you you grow up watching this thing. You know, I, I it's I'm like that with Star Trek, right? So I I'm a little bit older than all you right. guys. So like, I never thought that I'd be you know meeting you know William Shatner and hanging out with you know William Shatner. I mean, that's insane to me. And so you yeah. guys are like, you know, the William Shatner and 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 Leonard Nimoy of, of a certain generation. And I've seen these people, you know, grown adults who their whole lives have been fans, collected the toys, watched the shows, grew up with you. And then they, they're like, now they have this opportunity to meet you guys. You and Austin and a bunch of the guys are really, you know, down to earth and cool and and uh, we're and, good people, and, yeah. right? And, and it's great that you guys are personable with the fans because they're that there's that in, it's an even bigger thing that they get to meet you, and then they're like, Oh wow, this guy's you know chill and he's cool and genuine, he's genuine, he's like the real person. Yeah, um, it's interesting because I um I was doing a comic con in Australia and I was sitting next to some of the guys from the Brady Bunch from Cindy Bob, Cindy right. Brady, and Bobby Brady, right? And I grew up watching the Brady Bunch, so. I you know I was like, wow, I'm sitting next to Peter and Bobby Brady. I mean, uh, to Cindy and Bobby Brady. That's that's crazy. I remember them. I mean, they're older than me. They're like, you know, no longer kids, obviously. But I had a break from it, and I went over and I walked around to the front of the table, and I started looking at the pictures, and I I saw this picture of them all on the stairs, staircase, all standing up, and I was like, wait, I remember this episode. Yeah, sing a I start humming, and they. Both broke in the song. Everybody singing Sunshine Day. I was like, oh my God. It blew my mind. I was like, oh, like I'm like, we're living that moment. 
And in that moment, I felt like my head had separated and there was electricity running across the top of my brain. And I, I was like, wow, so this is what people feel when they see me and they're like, it, they, they, it blows their mind. They're like, oh my God. And I'm like, now I get it. And, and that's what an amazing thing to be able to, to give someone that, that emotional release of like happiness. I love that. That's so cool. Well, that's what we say. We like to say we're in the happiness business. You know, that's our job is yes. to make people happy. And, and I mean, did you ever think in your life that you'd be hanging out with the cast of the Brady Bunch singing along the song? Right, right. Exactly. That, that was not something I ever thought I would do. But here we are. Is there anyone else that you've met that you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm meeting this person? How one of these things? Yeah, there's been several people. Yeah, no, there's been a lot of people. I was also doing a Comic-Con, and I was standing right next to Henry Winkler. Henry, I grew up with Happy Days, The Fonz, A, he was the coolest guy yes. ever, right? And I, I do this thing with the Comic-Cons where I have my morphers there, and I have two, so we can both take pictures with it. We can hold it for a photo op. And we both, I'll go on three, we'll say it's warping time. We go, it's warping time, right? So we do this. I've been doing this all day. And Henry Winkler turns around and goes, hey, um, I'm just curious. What is it that you say when you say that thing you say? I go, oh, I'm saying it's warping time. When we were superheroes, we would go from teenagers and we would morph into our superhero selves. And he was like, oh, okay. Now I understand. I was like, yeah, yeah. And so somebody else came up and I was like, here we go. On three, we're going to say it. Ready? One, two, three, and Henry Winkler turned around and went, it's warping time. And I went, oh! oh that's awesome. <laughs> I thought that was so cool. I was like, yes! We, we've had, I've had Henry in a bunch of our shows, and like growing up, I had the yeah. Henry Winkler doll, the Mego doll, right? Like I, I used to watch yeah. him. I loved him. And he's just the nicest, coolest guy, and I never thought that I would ever nice. be hanging out with Henry Winkler. And, and with the fan, yeah. that guy just... You were next to him. You see it. He just stands there for hours, just standing up. He stands up the whole time in front of his table, which is incredible. It's amazing. Uh, the nicest guy and an amazing director. I mean, like he's his body of work is amazing. Yeah, and and I, you know, I I I don't have that kind of stamina. You just stand there for eight hours yeah, right. and give to everybody so much, and he's just yeah. so genuine. And he's the last one out of the building. He's, he's amazing. Heather. Yes. So you mentioned your morphers. I wanted to know, were they from when you were filming or how did you acquire said morphers? Okay. So we had our 20th anniversary morphers and they were made of die cast metal. So much better than what we had on the show. On the show, they were like little plastic morphers because think about it, when we're fighting and we're doing all of this stuff, we can't have anything heavy on our belt because we're jumping and kicking and doing flips and all that. If it flies off and hits somebody, it's going to you know, hurt somebody. So it was plastic and kind of rinky-dink on the show. But these die-cast morphers are amazing. And they, they're they mechanical. You push the button, it, it makes the the, the dee, 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 plays the whole song, right? It's very cool. And, you can, and the coins are interchangeable. So anyway, I, I purchased these for myself. And I used them at a uh, comic did, did you end up taking anything from your time on the set? Everybody wants to know that. You know what? I they didn't give us anything. I'll put it that way. Austin, how are you, sir? I'm good. I apologize. No, I think that you. I think that maybe you didn't know the time because of the time zones. Right. Right. Threw me off. I think we didn't. We didn't properly uh, 
we didn't properly explain the uh, the right time. So I think that's on us. Uh, well, I, I love that you took the heat for that, but I got to accept it. <laughs> I should have asked. It's all right. It's my fault. <laughs> I'll take it. So now we have. He really have, did try to take the heat. That was good. I was like, oh, that's amazing grace right there. That's my job, man. I'm the promoter. I got to take the That's what makes the best. I thought it was the agent's job. We got to start blaming Mike for everything, man. <laughs> no, you always blame the producer. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys are the talent. It's never the talent's fault. Well, I like the way you think. I'm not going to lie. Didn't you guys learn anything? <laughs> We're the talent. <laughs> Walter's talking about the stuff that, you know, we took that he doesn't want to say what it is because he's afraid Haim is going to come to the house and take it all back. <laughs> Probably. Uh, probably right now. I, I did. I did acquire the the neon sign from the juice bar. Yeah, so I have that. That's so cool. That is very cool. I have yet to hang it, but I have it. Um, awesome. And I have my skateboard from the pilot, and I have a shirt. A shirt that walked home with me one day. I was just exhausted. I didn't change clothes. I just left. I thought I was gonna bring it back the next day, and it ended up staying at my house. Nobody would know that it was a shirt from Power Rangers. In fact, I wore it out one night thing and nobody knew nobody nobody recognizes i was like all right well it's just a cool t-shirt i love the chosen word in the whole phrase i acquired <laughs> acquired you know i could i could i could go I to the and acquire a ferrari you know that would be incredible like, hey so. look he was you know walter was talking about how he had to go out and buy what do you call those things heather morphers morphers he had the to morphers. go buy morphers so that he would yeah. have you know yeah, well, I mean, we all did. I can remember driving by the Toys R Us back in the day and, I mean, seeing the lines around Toys R Us because the fans, I mean, the fans were the fans. Their parents were like, man, they were out for, it, it was insane. I remember seeing the lines around the Toys R Us. I remember hearing stories about one of the, the Toys R Us in downtown L.A., their front doors, you know, the big, huge sliding glass door front doors were pushed in and shattered because wow. people were trying to get in before wow. the store and go get their toys. It's it's wild. But I think I remember we got the little triangle box of us. Like that's the one I remember, the only toy they gave yeah. up. And I remember sitting there with yeah. 18 holding a horrible yeah. picture of me in this box, <laughs> holding me in my hand. And I was I just remember tripping. I was like, wow, this is doesn't look like me very much, but that's me. Hey. It's so they didn't have to pay you the likeness rights. <laughs> yeah. Mike, I, I feel like we need to ask Austin what he has behind him in the room. Yeah, oh. people are commenting about, you know, you got this serious toy collection behind yeah. you. What you got? Yeah, well, I have a I have an online store. It's, it's www.austinstjohn.biz. This is part of my collection. Some of the stuff that I put out or sell, a lot of it is sold out right now, but I get regular stuff in. I've got posters, and there's uh, one of my Red Helmet recreations from the show. Got a bunch of stuff in here. I've got some Power Swords. I've got tons of comics, the entire Boom collection. I've got some Star Wars caricatures, Han Solo and Chewie. Chewie, they're my favorites. I mean, who doesn't love Harrison Ford, you know? I've got all kinds of stuff that I regularly put up on the shop. Did I send you? Do you have any of our variant comics for Power Rangers that we did? No. All right, I'm going to have to send you a bunch because I just did a Power Rangers variant. I'd love to see that. I want to I'll see send that. To both of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'll send you both. I'll cool, send you man. a bunch. Now we're kind of tripping because they've crossed us over with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I saw that. That was insane. I know. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I was excited to be with Wonder Woman on the cover. I mean, come on. I don't know. Who's a better martial artist, yeah. you or Raphael? 
Hey, come on. Come on. Forget about it. I even got to answer that question. Come on. So, so we've been talking about with Walter normally we talk to guests about their convention experience or their first conventions, how they got into this and their fan interactions. And you just brought it up how you guys were doing it way before you guys got into the conventions where you were doing it as part of the show where you're doing store appearances in the nineties. And I was telling him, I remember there was one of you guys, I don't know who it was in Pembroke Pines, Florida in like 93 did a store appearance. The line was, was insane. Yeah. Like it was like, we were still filming five, six days a week. So it definitely wasn't us. They didn't let us offset back then. Maybe it was 94 or something, but it was around that 90, somewhere in the 90s where you guys did a, well, uh, it was like when you were doing the mall stuff. Yeah, they, they did do a tour, but they did a tour of, of uh, uh, costume rangers that weren't us. Oh, was that what so it was? They weren't the real actors. Oh, yeah. They, think about it. You can have, you can have, you know, Three sure. different groups of, of actors in suits. Anybody can be in the suit as long as they can do gymnastics, martial arts, and whatever. And you know, they, but they weren't the TV actors. Well, that makes sense. The the real deal was they didn't want to. I mean, that's exactly right. But they didn't want to let us offset because if we weren't, we were. They, we shot two to three episodes a week. You remember that? And it was you know we did four episodes every two weeks. Something wow. like that, yeah. Like wow. two weeks, yeah. So your average TV show, Seinfeld shoots thirteen episodes a season. They do like a season a year, maybe, maybe two, but a season a year. And if uh, we were shooting our first season was sixty episodes, so they couldn't let us offset to go do other stuff, or oh, they right. were the episodes that they'd promised Fox. Hmm. Right, because you guys were airing every day after school. Yeah, it was he, wild. Yeah. Needed to come home to something. <laughs> every day, another story. Eventually, he's on Saturdays as well. Yeah. So, so Austin, you have a different story than these guys. You came in late in the game with the conventions after, like Walter and 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 David and the others have been doing shows a while. You were like the the last like mythical unicorn <laughs> that nobody had seen. Yeah. I remember, yeah. you know, trying to, you know, how people were. Everybody was looking for you, and then you burst in. Where was it 2015 or 2016? I think it, it was 2015 because I hosted that panel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, it was 2015. I was uh, I got home April uh, April 30th of 2015 from the Middle East, and uh, Walter had called me. He's like, "Hey, man, you should you should quit doing that stuff and come do this stuff." So I was like, <laughs> "Let me come do yeah yeah I'll come do this stuff." And so that's what we did. And, uh, it was great. I can remember coming to, to SuperCon with you in Miami, uh, and Uh-oh. that was uh, that was popular. It was fun. Who is this? I think we have a party crasher. Hey guys, sir Don, the Power Hello. Rangers are in trouble. What's up, hey. guys? How are you, man? Yeah. Hey, good to see you. Hey, you too. I haven't seen you guys yeah. since our last con. It's been a while. It's been a while. So everybody, we have Richard Horvitz, the voice of Alpha Five, as a guest. I wasn't able to give you the warning, Austin. I told Walter earlier. Uh, no and uh, we were doing this with Richard and Ricky the other day, and he's like, "Oh, I love those guys." Yeah, so I, I did. I said that. Yeah. yeah, I said those are two. Those are two of my favorite Rangers, and they know it. Thank you. Yes. Well, Austin knows that he's my wife's favorite Ranger. Hey, you know, I work hard for that slot. I'm just man. I gotta, I gotta time and effort. I don't know that she's ever watched Power Rangers. 
That's okay. Single episode. Hi. Hi. How well, is everybody? We're going to fix that. Yeah, you got to watch it. <laughs> That's going to happen. I, I babysat a lot of kids who acted like they were Power Rangers back in the 90s, and that was no fun for me. So did we. Yeah. You know that uh, I, I understand Harvard would be accepting a new course and training it as a form of higher education for PhD in the world of entertainment, and I do believe it's going to be in the form of Power Ranger education. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's, true. That's yeah. not true. Is it true? No, it's not true. But no. <laughs> well, there are people it on the internet. It's going to be going viral. No, but, but that's right. That's so. That part is true. Austin, we know people that teach like classes on comic books, at like real what? universities. Why not Power Rangers? So why not Power Rangers? See, see. Why not? Yeah, I know a lot of kids that got suspended for playing Power Rangers on the playground. <laughs> I can think of one one day I was. Asked not to come back to work because I got in trouble. So, <laughs> so we were we were talking about Austin coming to the convention scene in 2015. I after, think it was around then. Yeah. yeah. And Richard, you'd been doing them for a number of years. Walter had been doing them, and Walter called the boss and said, "Hey, buddy, get to work." And uh, we've been we've been running your ragged ever since. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. We I think this is your this is, I think this is your first break in five years. I got to tell you, I mean, I'm not really down with the circumstances, but, you know, it's it better to keep everybody safe and, you know, we'll get back to it when we can get to it. Let's do it the right way. Has your right. wife seen this Absolutely. much in the last five years than she has in the last month? No. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I may not survive another week. <laughs> so I, I actually, uh, today, I started a training regiment with my nine-year-old. We're out doing full-on hour workouts. We're on a strict diet regiment. Between that and homeschooling, I can kind of... You know, go and I'll just look at and be like, oh, I'm going to go anywhere right now because I'm needed. I'll be back later so you don't kill me with the kitchen knife, you know, so we'll see. Is, is your nine-year-old a Power Rangers fan? Uh, he was. He was. Big. I mean, he still is. But now he's hardcore into Marvel. Marvel and DC. Spider-Man. Who's who is, who is your son's favorite Ranger? This guy. No, I don't believe <laughs> it. Walter, wasn't it? It's Walter, my, isn't it? No, no. My middle son, Jackson... He loves uh, what's the Beast Morphers? He is all about Beast Morphers and Dino Rangers. He loves those series. And then my daughter, of course, is uh, is an Amy Joe and Cat fan. That makes sense. An interesting thing is is that people always ask uh, ask me how how much I like working with the Rangers. But the funny thing is, back when we were doing the show, we rarely even saw each other unless it was in passing when we were doing ADR. They, we came in to do our things. I've spent more yeah. time yep. with the Rangers than I ever did in the actual recording of the show and shooting of the show. I spent more time with them at conventions than I ever spent when we were in Valencia. Well, that's what Walter was telling us earlier, was that you guys were doing ADR on Saturdays. Yeah, and that's Walter true. Was- doing it you know you guys are doing it for a few hours so you might have crossed paths you know every once in a while yeah and you started doing conventions and these guys are like who's this guy (laughs) yes you're freaking guy (laughs) richard i got a question for you yes well confirm if you remember this (laughs) maybe towards the first season i remember going into adr we were upstairs and we're in a hot box and i can remember all the guys you know sitting outside the glass so for those of you don't know adr it's this big room Heavy glass. It's the thing you always see singers singing in, in the mic, and they're in that room alone. Very similar to an ADR box, if it's not identical. I don't say. Anyway, 
all the guys are sitting on the other side of the glass and they're kind of chuckling and laughing and they're like, and they hit the button and you hear it come on inside and they're like, uh, Hey Austin, you, you want to hear something funny? I'm like, I feel the, I feel the warning bells going off here, but I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. And so they put it on and they had of course recorded everything. All of us had said along with all of the bad guys and the monsters who had done other voices and they'd taken moments of frustration or <laughs> things that were meant to be comedy between us when there's a microphone in front of you. And they put it together over a year into this very lewd. If you can imagine, there were very intimate interactions between the Rangers as the words were put together from different moments and placed together in the sentences that never took place in the form of sentence. And I remember hearing Alpha 5's voice in the track. Did you guys ever hear it? Did they play that for you? I don't believe so. I mean, who knows what Scott was up to back in those days. Yeah. But I'm sure there were a lot of bloopers that that we were saying, but I don't remember. I can neither confirm nor deny any of these tales. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I don't, think, I, I don't think I ever heard it. But it, it wouldn't surprise me. It would not surprise. Walter, did you acquire a copy of this tape? <laughs> acquire. Listen, that acquired thing was really acquired, by the way. Uh, <laughs> but I did not. I did not acquire, but I did hear it. I did hear it. I remember hearing it, and it was pretty It was pretty funny because it was completely unexpected. Sometimes when we were recording, you didn't know. We didn't know we were being recorded. So yeah, I think having true. a normal conversation, talking about whatever. And I could be complaining about something, and it was recording. So oh, wow. they could take it and spice words together and, and make us say things that we didn't really mean to say, but it was pretty funny. That is true. That is very true. I can't believe it hasn't come out. It's probably because they know that Heim would assassinate them, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, remember, remember when we were at the affiliates uh, meeting when, when we first were launching with all the, uh, with all the affiliates and I was in the back doing the ladies and gentlemen, welcome the power Rangers. And they all come out. And then, <laughs> then I don't remember who it was. I'll remain nameless. Got up at the mic and said, if you love us, pay us what we're worth. <laughs> and it was like, Oh no, 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 no. I, 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 I. Well, I can't imagine. I can't imagine who would have had those kahanas. Mm. And I was like, quickly, Alpha, say something, say something. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, my dividend was busted back in that day. I was like, what a jerk. He's like, I, 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 there's trouble in Angel Grove. The truth is coming out. It's the truth of Taurus. You know, the funniest thing is, I've told this story many times, but the way I got involved in the show was a friend of mine was doing the offline edit of the pilot. And I kid you not, it was like nine o'clock at night. And uh, he said, hey, there's this guy in my in my offline bay and we're, we're editing this this show together. It's it, he goes, it's it, it, he bought it from Japan. He goes. I don't think it's going anywhere. It's horrible, but will you come in and do a, a temp track for a robot? And they'll pay you like 50 bucks. And I'm like, sure, why not? So at nine o'clock at night, I go in there and it was before we had come up with, I, 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 I. it was just the only lines in the pilot. I remember Alvin was like, Sordon, the Power Rangers are in trouble. 
but there's trouble in Angel Grove, which is the standard lines. And I did that. I, I did not, I said, the Power Rangers are in trouble. And Haim stood up, he says, yes, we do not need to <laughs> process his voice. It will save time and money. He is alpha. And that's how I became alpha. That's so cool. Was that your first, first voice work? Yeah. You know, I've been doing a lot of radio commercials and television commercials, and I hadn't bre- broken into animation at all. And you were a serious actor. Yes, I was a serious actor, and I need work. <laughs> so, hence, 50 bucks for a robot. When you guys were filming this initial season, did you realize it was going to become this global phenomenon that's been incredibly life-changing for so many of us. I, I didn't even think it was going to get picked up. What about you, Walt? Well, you know, I, 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 took the, I took the pilot home and showed it to my family. And my family's okay. in Detroit. And so everybody's there, and they're all gathered around the TV. I put it on, we watch it. And at the end, they were like, hey, no, you know, it's, it's okay. Something's good is going to come around. And hey, like, just stick with it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> And then we got picked up and became number one show. And everybody was like, yo, that's my cousin. It was crazy. Uh, crazy. I, I didn't I didn't think it was going to get picked up either. But So, no. We had no idea it was going to become what it became. And the fact that it is, we're, we're very grateful. Do you remember how informal it was when they came in? and they were, So, Walter and I were sitting on set. We were downstairs. It was late at night. I don't remember if everybody else had already been released to go home or not. I think this was near the riots through the... This was near the Rodney King riots, I think. Maybe maybe I'm mixing my timelines. But I remember Jonathan Zakura. He came downstairs, and Walt and I are sitting there. We have our Ranger suits on. And when you're not on camera, we would untie them or take off the tops and kind of tie them around our waist just because it was hot and tight. And I remember sitting there reading my size. Walter was reading his. And Jonathan Zakura comes down. He's like, guys. Oh, that's Isaac. I'm doing another voice. Anyway, (laughs) heavy, heavy heavy Israeli accent. And he's like, guys, wanted to let you know your show is number one in the world. Good job. And we're just sitting there. There's like the three of us on set. And he just turns around. He smiles. I, I don't know if he did a thumbs up or something, but it was like a good little boy smile. And he just turned around and walked back upstairs. And I remember looking over at Walter. And Walter looked at me. And it was so unimpressive how it was told to us. I was like, yeah. I don't and we didn't even get it. It was like, we're number one in the world. Oh, did you get a raise? Really? No, I think we had to pay no. more to go. <laughs> no, nobody got a raise. <laughs> in fact, in to fact, hey, you're still is, making the same money. It is exact. It is exactly the same on the voiceover side of things. Is that you know they just tell you, oh yeah, we're going to do another you know 26 episodes. Like what? So we got picked up. Yeah, how's the show doing? Yeah, it's number one. Okay. Uh, yeah. Same thing. You've got more work for free now. Make sure to show yeah. up. One of the things I remember is, as Austin and Walter can attest, there were two alphas, and both of them were women. And so one day they we were doing the ADR, and one of the producers says, look at Alpha. It's clearly a woman because you can see her hips. <laughs> and when she walks, she scoops, and you can see it shaking. And that's how we came up with I, 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 because it reminded me of Charo. You know, remember that? So that's how I, 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 I came about Coochie because coochie coochie exactly because Alpha's hips were going I, 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 I. and that that is how I came up with I, I, I. unless you're Bill Hader in the movie who just did this I, I, I. 
which is not how I intended it to be. But whatever. I don't think, you know, Richard, I don't think most of the people who are Power Rangers fans know who Charo is. Oh, <laughs> he, did do, he did just do a PSA for the crew. She's like, you got to wash your hands, coochie coochie. <laughs> That is probably true. My wife always chides me and says, you're using references that nobody knows. In fact, I was teaching a class the other day and this group will know, but th this entire class I was teaching of adult kids, you know, they were, you know, in their early twenties, none of them had seen the Brady Bunch. Well, Walter was just talking about how he loved the Brady Bunch and how he got to meet most of the cast at one yeah. of these shows. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I actually worked with all of them. I I even got to play a Gilligan to Alan Hale Jr. The oh, Skippers, yeah, thing because Sherwood Schwartz did both those shows. But Walter and I are, are almost the exact same age, so we have the There's same no life way. experience. Yeah, there's no way you and Walter. He same. looks way better than me, but yes, yeah. he is. He <laughs> is. There's no way. You know, I, I am the oldest of the Rangers. Both. Yeah, it's I'm true. Are you serious? No, yeah. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest, but we know what they say. Zach, don't cry. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I would have sworn you were the youngest. <laughs> no, I just have the youngest energy. You ever heard of Charo? Of course I've heard of Charo. Thank yeah, you, Heather. Thank God. Yeah. I like her guitar, and I, I feel like this is going to be a whole new resurgence of Charo after this. Yeah. People are going to, you know, download her on iTunes. <laughs> Yeah, she was married to Xavier Cougat. Look at that one. Look at that one I pulled yeah, out. Man. Xavier Cougat. I saw Charo live when I was a teenager in Vegas. Well, not a teenager. I was like nine. I'm sorry. I was like nine years yeah, old. Yeah, And mom took me to a show with Charo in Vegas. A very long time ago. Wow, that's a pretty interesting like place for to take your kid to see Charo. <laughs> the show. We were in Vegas and I spent all day in Circus Circus playing video games and then she's like, we're going to go see this show. About Mike, right? Yeah. But and you could have been like my mom and dad. They just left me with a pack of cigarettes and a bottle of whiskey when I was nine. When we were in Look, Vegas, it was so. like cabaret style. So at the end, she just takes off her top. Yeah. I mean, they're, yeah. I, I, hate, I, hate to break, I hate to break all this reminiscing, but my only knowledge of Charo is the bean. Like, wow. That's all I about anybody named Charo. <laughs> so, Austin. But right. now I'm feeling like I missed out on a good cabaret show. I'm going to introduce you to Charo later. She was a big performer in the 70s, but you're too young. So, so you come back in, right? So, you pop up in 2015. We're talking about how, you know, you guys you show up and, like, what was it like meeting all these fans who came out of, you know, talking about stuff you had done, you know, 20 years prior? You know, while you had been off in, you know, the Middle East for 10 years and you were in a bubble, right? It was, it was kind of a shock. I remember when I was in Kuwait when Walter called me and told me about the whole Comic-Con thing. And I thought he was cracking a boy George joke. I'm like, Comic-Con, what? What are you talking about, man? You know, he could hear he could hear what was going on. And it was just kind of one of those things where I put 16 years in the fire and EMS into military medicine and what he was throwing my way was, was a whole nother career change. And I've never been afraid of that. I've done it a million times. I've been a bartender, you know, tables, fire department, EMS, you know, tomorrow I might be doing my own cabaret show. I mean, you know, you never know, but nobody, I don't know. I think Walter can make more, you know, uh... probably, probably. Well, he doesn't crack, you know, I can't help that. But I think 
when he told me over the phone, he's like, you're not going to believe it. Our fans grew up. And I was like, what? No, come on, stop. No, they didn't. They, nah, really? And he's like, yeah, dude. And they still, like, they love the show. They love us. They have those memories. And uh, he's like, you should come back and check it out. And I did. And I can remember walking into Miami and seeing Supercon. And, I mean, it was – I remember the panel, the stage where, where, uh, where Kid was there. And I can remember – just the warmth and the love and the anticipation, the expectation. And it wasn't far off of like what I remember being at Universal in the live studio. I mean, it was, it was kind of overwhelming for me. The first couple of big shows I did just taking it in and, and seeing that these grown adults instantly, and you can see, I know Walter, I know Rich, you know, when you see them smile and their eyes light up and you can see they instantly revert to age five. And then they walk up with their little kid and their mom. So you've got five to 50 and you're, I'm not sure who I'm supposed to be talking to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's, it's pretty incredible. It, I, I couldn't be any more blessed. I know these guys feel the same for. Yeah. I, I, I'm always touched because the, those men that are now, you know, grown men and women that are in their what thirties, forties, right. their, their kids you know, you might think, oh, they're into the new Rangers, but no, they're like diehard Mighty Morphin fans, and that is always really just that means a lot. That that's really touching, and you know, it's fun to talk to. I always kind of address it to the littler kids, even though the the dads and the moms are the ones that are like, Ugh! you know, that you always I always like talk to the little kids like, ah, yeah, yeah, so I'm they're Power Rangers, I'm in trouble, and they're like, you're not Alpha, I guess I am, I am. Well, another thing about, you know, these conventions is people come and, and you can dress up and be whoever you want to be. And I, I always see so many incredible Power Rangers costumes. So what oh, is yeah. that like for you guys to see people, you know, emulating your characters and wanting to be Power Rangers? Just to see that, that people admire us enough to have gone out and put effort into getting the costume and to, to want to have that desire to be like us. Uh, it's the biggest compliment you can get, really. It's like, you know, to, to think that you've made an impression that has lasted that, that long, it's pretty amazing. Emulation is a hell of a compliment. I mean, in any form. And I, that's where we are. And, you know, well, I, I tell you what, Absolutely. Mike, your show what, is what blew me away. Supercon. Well, now we're but, yeah. so, so, Walter, what was it like back yeah. a couple years ago when Austin shows up, doesn't know how to wipe his, you know, you know what? And you've got to handhold him through all these things and babysit him and teach him how to be an adult. <laughs> I, I had to teach him how to be a adult when he was a kid. He's already adult when he got back. That's true. But, but when he came back, really, honestly, when he came back, more, more than anything else, I was so proud of him for actually going out and being a real superhero. I mean, the fact that he was out there saving people's lives and, and helping people and Fighting for you know for things for fighting press in the Middle East, I was like, bro, being a Power Ranger is one thing, but you went out and you did it for real, and I'm so proud of you, and I'm still very proud of him. I, you know, Austin knows. I knew this guy whose brother served with Austin. Tell me, oh, my brother's in the in the Middle East with the original Red Power Ranger. And I'm like, shut the hell up, you're full of crap, right? He goes, no, no, no. I swear to God, my brother's working with this guy, and I'm like, stop it. And it was true. He was. Yeah. 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 I did my best to change my appearance while I was over there. So I wasn't, I didn't want to be a distraction. There were times where I shaved my head, times where I had a big beard. 
times where, you know, I let it go long and, you know, it, it kind of became like, where's Waldo or finding a Pokemon on that game. Cause I, I could see people, that, you know, they'd see me after I go by, but I'm already gone. And I just kind of look over and they're like, you know, was that no? Cause everybody knew I was in theater. They just yeah. didn't you know in theater meaning area of operations. They just didn't know where. So it was, it was kind of cool. We have a lot of people in the comments thanking you for your service. And just once again, thank you so much for your service. My pleasure. Yes. And this person saying that they served as well in the Marines and they watched Power Rangers in Afghanistan. Once again, that just shows like how globally recognized the show is. Well, hey, man. Yeah. Bye, Devil Dog. Yeah, we have we have people watching from Greece here. Some guy from Greece popped in earlier. I mean, we you guys have fans all over the That's world. Awesome. 40 countries and 90 languages is our fan base. Right. You yeah. guys. Richard, not so much. Crazy. <laughs> Richard has fans in like three countries. If it weren't for Alpha, they never made it to the command center. So don't knock Alpha. they just be six troubled kids in a malt shop all day. All right, right. So, Richard, <laughs> you, hey, so, so back when you guys started, so I Walter, you were the Alpha, oldest of the group? Yes. How old were you? I was younger. Oh. Yeah, okay. And so, Richard, <laughs> were you, you were older than these guys, right? No, Walter and I are literally the exact same age. We, Walter and I have had this conversation before because yeah. Walter, I'll say, well, you don't remember that. And Walter goes, yeah, I do. I'm older than you think I am. I said, no, you're not. I'm older than you. And Walter said, no, you're not. And he said, how old are you? And we wrote it down. And I said, oh, my God, we're the same exact age. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I'm under a severe non-disclosure, so I'm not allowed <laughs> You're trying to get our age. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> and anything on the internet is a lie, just so you know. <laughs> hey, hey, Heather, what is that toy behind you? Oh, are you talking about this toy? It's Who's not mine, though. I need to get it signed. <laughs> so my, my best friend got me this for Christmas. And it's because the first the first panel I ever, ever, ever hosted was for Austin St. John. So to me, you know, this is so meaningful. And getting to be here, you know, chatting with all of you is just like a full circle moment for me. You hear that, Austin? You were her first. No. Oh, I love it. Let <laughs> yeah. it happen for someone. I'm just saying. <laughs> you were her you, you broke our convention uh, hosting portfolio. So how are you guys holding up, Austin? How, how are you holding up during all this, Walker? Now I'm, I'm doing oh, fine. I'm out here. Uh, I got my, my kids with me right now. We're all hanging out, playing video games and doing TikToks and such. So uh, yeah. we're having a good time. We're enjoying each other's company as much as we can. What video games are you guys playing? We got we got the virtual reality games. So we got Beat Saber and oh, got uh, various other games. I can't even tell you names. But, you know, we, we, we keep busy. What about you, Austin? How are you holding up? Yeah, it's the same. Uh, you know, my wife and I, we've got three babies at home. Uh, I mean, they're always babies to me, but they're nine, nine, seven, and five now. We just had two birthdays. You know, we went from I've uh, never homeschooled to uh, my wife and I are homeschooling three kids. And, you know, we're dealing with the insanity of people out there. I think it's, I think it's wild. The kids are doing great. We, uh, you know, I'm handling PE now. So we're out. You know what? If if there was going to be anyone teaching PE, I think that you guys, you and Walter, could do that. You guys could handle that. We're qualified for sure. Yes, Richard. Do you know martial arts? No. What's he in? <laughs> is that like is that like gun smoke martial arts? <laughs> but, uh, 
It's like uh, it's a reference. Get it's, it's like the rifleman. <laughs> Richard, it's like the rifleman. Oh yes, actually, I did believe it or not. I did study kung fu with the late David Carradine, and that is true. Did you really? Yes, That's I really cool. did. I really did. That was very uh, we, cool. He was, uh, I did a TV show with him back in the eighties and we became friends and he said, listen, I am, I have a Kung Fu master that comes to the house every, every Saturday. You're welcome to join me. And so I did. And we started going up to his house and he had this big property that had this outdoor thing. And we just started, you know, I learned some stuff, but I never had to use it. Cause I mean, I'm a very big guy. So people don't even try. Right. Nobody, what, uh, nobody's going to mess with you. No, no. Especially when they find out I'm the same age as Walter. <laughs> or you were uh, Alpha 5, I mean. Or that I'm Alpha 5. No, it's not that, it's not that he was, it's there that it he can call on the Power Rangers to save his ass. Well, that's true. I could call on them, couldn't I? Except I don't have my It's morphin' time. It could happen. It could happen. So, Austin, are you doing the Power Rangers thing coming up? I was just in New Zealand uh, last April. Well, just last April. I was there filming. I can't say for how long or how much, but I was filming Beast Morphers for my first return in 18 years to the show. They've been gracious enough. They've offered me many chances to come back, and I've always been pretty particular. But Chip Lynn, who was the executive producer, he's now gone, uh, called me up, and he was the guy who started on the show when we did. And he was the one who got me on the phone and was like, hey, you know, I'm leaving. There's a couple guys here that you worked with back in day one. Would you consider coming out and doing this? He, he got me going. I wish I'd had more time physically to prepare for it, but I cut a bunch of weight for it and still needed to cut some more. But I went out and I filmed and I had a great time doing it. And it was just it was a great experience. And New Zealand is beautiful. It's beautiful. I got to go and see. I think it's called Don't Kill Me If You're From New Zealand and I Slaughter This. I think it was Puha Beach. It's a one of a kind beach. I mean, it's just, it was beautiful. And people have been pounding me everywhere I go, you know, where are you in it? Who else is in it with you? And I can't say I'm under non-disclosure. So it's Hasbro flew me out to San Diego Comic-Con. We did a huge release at San Diego and that was last June. And finally I could acknowledge that I was there, but I spent from April to June with everybody going, we heard you're coming back. And I'm like, Oh, you know, Anything's possible, but you know, you know, when's, I don't know. when's it going to air? They haven't told me. They haven't told me. I I would expect sometime first or second quarter of this year. Well, we're almost done with the first quarter, so maybe by the end of second quarter. Ooh, something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I'm looking forward to it. Do you guys have any plugs, Walter? Do you have any plugs? Your website, anything? Yeah, yeah, guys, check me out on Instagram at Walter E Jones. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Walter E Jones. Also TikTok. What's your what's your handle on TikTok? It's a Walter E. Jones. Walter E. Jones. All right. I, I swear to God, I'm gonna look up your TikToks after this because I have to see it right. on TikTok. I'm excited. Heather, we're gonna watch we're gonna watch Walter TikToks. Yeah, and we're gonna do what what are they called? Duets when you like join in on the video? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That? After right. this, yeah. Awesome. What do you got? So all of my social media you can find at the top or bottom of my website. It's just www.austinstjohn.biz. And I also uh, am releasing on Nintendo next quarter uh, the world's only 3D martial arts arena fighting video game. I've been working on it for three oh, years. Wow. Wow. It's, it's called Black Salt Corruption. And you'll find it uh, on Nintendo later this year. will be out on Xbox. 
and uh, PlayStation. And right now you can find it on Steam at a pretty good discount. And I have a character in the game. Three movies will follow. Check it out. So, so what do you what do you do in the what's the video game? So it's it's a three D arena. You know, Street Fighter and all those guys. They're two D right. always side to side. Right. Full arena. And mm-hmm. Owen Ratliff, who owned one of the biggest rap labels in the Midwest, thirteen years ago, started the graphic novel. The graphic novel had a character named Sam, who's like the first black MI six James Bond, bad. You know what? I mean, the guy is just wicked, like with a superhero persona and he's just a great martial artist in the world of kung fu so walter walter yeah except not as cool and so he ends up getting all this training and fighting a bunch of bad guys that turned into a short movie that had two million downloads you can find that i think on hbo go and then he started on the uh, the video game three years ago i joined in as an executive producer that's coming out i have a character in the game and then we have films coming up once the game has been released and we've recovered our investment. Awesome. All right. And then also you have your store on austinsaint.biz website. All right. So for all your Power Ranger merchandise. Yeah. All my stuff there or my social media, you can find it all on the website. And Richard. Uh, You can find me on MySpace. You're one of my top friends on Friendster. That's right. I'm on Friendster. On, on uh, Match.com. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, you want to love it, AOL? <laughs> yes, I seriously am AOL. But uh, you can uh, you can go to my website at uh, www.richardhorvitz.com, and it's got the same all my uh, social media stuff and classes and all that sort of fun. And stuff. It, that's right. If you want to learn how to do a proper, I, 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 Richard teaches voiceover workshops. You know, one of the biggest voice actors in the business. Oh, thank you. You had a, you are, you know, you know what you are. And uh, (laughs) don't tell anyone. (laughs) Vader's Dim, Angry Beavers, Grim and Mandy, Alpha 5. Your resume is like a a demon's list. Thank you. You know what? For, For anybody who's interested in finding any of us for bookings, you can find us in our agent. It's galacticproductionsllc.com. You can check us out there, too. And that's uh, for all Austin and Walter. And then, uh, R- Richard, we can get you through talentforcons.com. That's correct. Yeah. All right. So check out everybody's stuff. And uh, please, please put Richard in your top nine on MySpace. Please. Please. For some reason, no one contacts me there anymore. I don't know. Oh, I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> guys, thanks for uh, joining us. All right. Thank you, guys.